ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Matt Cowan, and tonight's guests, James Kim, Dundee, Taylor McFerrin, and Chesney Snow. Good evening. It's a very good looking crowd here today. Um, I just wanted to say first, my name is Matt Cowan. I'll be moderating this event. And I want to say I know these guys for a little while now. And the context in which I got to know them was doing some research for potentially a documentary about them. So not only did I spend time with them, but I had to observe them very closely. And uh, the work that they do is not only important and admirable, but the spirit in which they do it and the camaraderie they've built up is very impressive and very enviable. So I just wanted to give them a shout about that. So we're going to start off talking to James Kim, who's the founder of Beatmakers, ask him some questions and learn a little bit about the program. So uh, James, can you tell us a little bit about how and why you started up the program? We started, uh, we started Beat Rockers. Uh, it's the second program that we started um, about it was, uh, four semesters ago. Um, I had a friend that was working at Lavelle at the time, and uh, she invited me to, to DJ at the school dance. Um, I thought it was a fantastic opportunity. I had never really um, interacted with her students before. Um, I get to the school. I didn't even actually DJ because the kids kind of took over all of the, uh, the music. But what I did see was um, how the kids reacted to the music. I had never really um, had the opportunity to hang out with the blind population of students that, that is at Lavelle. And I was immediately blown away. Um, I saw how they reacted to music. And it, it's so pure in terms of how they receive the music and sort of how they react to it. It's, it's funny because a lot of the kids don't know how to dance because they, they can't see anything. So there's no self-consciousness and they're just kind of going about it. And um, it was really sort of, I could really kind of sense how much music really meant to these kids. Um, I come from a background event producing and we do a lot of hip hop. And uh, immediately I was like, wow, it'd be great if maybe we can get some beatboxers and do a show for the kids. Um, and that thought quickly evolved into, well, instead of doing a show, why don't we just teach these kids how to beatbox? Uh, beatboxing being such an accessible thing, you don't really need anything. You could do it with your friends, you could do it by yourself. You, could, you don't even have to even be audible doing it as, as long as there's a beat in your head. Um, so... I approached the school. I think they were a little, they didn't really know what beatboxing was at first. I showed them some clips and uh, they, to, in a testament to the, to the faculty at the school, they, they wanted to take a chance and you know what, let's try this. Um, at which point um, I approached uh, Taylor. I had worked with him before in the past um, and immediately before I even got through my pitch, he's like, I'm in, let's do this. Um, and uh, the beatboxing community in New York City has been so supportive. We just finished our fifth, Fifth, fourth semester, uh, we had our final performance actually earlier this afternoon, and uh, I could, we couldn't be happier with how the kids are taking to the program, and uh, we're just happy to be here, and uh, I feel like every time that we go up to class, we, we we're sort of motivated, and we sort of understand why, uh, why we're here and why the program is important. What, um, and what, so it sounds, when you, having started it now and watching it evolve, what surprised you the most about how the program has evolved? Well, I think what's really, for me, the most surprising thing is how the, this particular program, we're talking about two programs tonight, but Beat Rockers was a, a little bit before Beat Makers. And I think the biggest surprise for me was how the music actually transcended music even. 
Um, and what we're kind of seeing how the music is now, it's really a, a form of language. Um, especially, I mean, the, the ability for these kids to communicate in a way that they had never known before is something amazing. Um, and it really is like language. They're communicating with each other. It's self-expression. It's socialization. Um, all these different elements that we had no idea would kind of develop. And I think for us, that's, I feel like, in terms of how we've grown and how the program has sort of grown, uh, we realize that it's a really beautiful way for these kids to communicate. Has there, been, has there been a moment where you were sitting in this class? I know I've seen you up there. You go to all the classes and you watch with a big smile on your face. And has there been a moment where something's happened where you're like, yes, this is why I did this? There have been so many, <laughs> there have been so many of those moments. Um, but, you know, we've been fortunate enough to, to actually have relationships with these kids. And um, they're really comfortable with us now. But I think when we first started, and, it, and we get it from the teachers as well, where sometimes after class it's like, wow. That student never speaks. He's not even vocal, you know? And I think that's the biggest sort of surprise where we see these kids, and we know them how we know them, but when we hear about how, you know, kids or the teachers who had known them forever and see how they've kind of opened up and see how they understand that they can create music or they are music, um, that for me has kind of been the most amazing eye-opening thing, and it continues to happen with every class that we do. Okay. Um, and lastly, um, what, uh, what's next? <laughs> well, I think, I think what we're really trying to do is making sure that what we do internally is really, really on point. You know, the point of what we're trying to do is create, not, we're just not spending time with the kids. It's actually a very uh, well sort of put together curriculum. And what we're trying to do and what we are doing is the hope is to create a curriculum that is so well thought out that we can go ahead and share it with other beatboxers or other producers or that sort of thing. Uh, I, I'm... I'm a firm believer that the program only becomes really powerful if it leaves New York or the Bronx and we can share it with other people. So the experiences that we've been able to sort of facilitate, um, the hope and the vision is to kind of take our experiences and share that with other instructors and other schools and hopefully we can you know, grow it out organically like that. Okay, thank you. So Dundee, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved, what you were doing before this and how you transitioned into working with Beatmakers? Okay. Um... So I got started, uh, I've been doing music all my life, ever since I was a kid and seven years old, playing violin. I played trombone through uh, high school, symphonic band, whatever. Um, back then, I wasn't thinking about making beats or being a DJ or whatever. I was just, I like playing music, you know, played trombone through school. So after that, I went to film school in Philly um, and film and audio and moved to New York about 14 years ago and worked my way through television, and that's where I met my man James. We both worked for uh, MTV Network's Comedy Central for years, and um, we paid our dues. We learned a lot about, you know, behind the scenes, advertisement, uh, film, and I worked as a producer. James worked in events, event marketing. So um, one day we were like, yo, we're gonna work for ourselves, and you know, so 10 years later, you know, <laughs> James, uh, he's like, yo, I got this thing, you know, I'm doing something with, you know, Taylor McFerrin, and check out this video, and I, I saw the video working with the blind kids, and I was like, wow, I showed my kids, and we watched it during dinner, and we were, like, blown away. Um, also, I know Taylor for many years. Um, I write music for TV commercials as well, so when I left Comedy Central, I started writing music for, like, MTV and BET and some of my friends back there, like my boy Charlie No. Um, 
and just freelance. And we're all homies, so we all hire each other and work together. So I hired Taylor years ago to do some music for this MTV spot, and he nailed it, and it was awesome. So, you know, here we are now. So anyway, so James is, he's like, Dundee, you make beats, you work from behind the scenes and things like that. Yo, come up with a, a beat-making program, you know. Like you said, I have kids, I'm a DJ, you know, I work for myself, so I was like, yo, I gotta squeeze in some time, you know, it's it really, it's tough sometimes as a teaching artist, so. Anyway, so I had this program on my iPhone and I was playing around with it, and it's called Beat Makers. And I have a studio, a Logic studio, I use a lot of Apple products. And this, with this beat making program, I was blown away at how much stuff you can do with the phone. You know, I used to drop the kids off at school and sit in the car while my lady's taking the kids up and I'm making beats and stuff, you know, it was, it was pretty awesome. So I said, yo, James, let's get iPads and um, let's download, let's get this application. And sure enough, I mean, James, he paid his dues and six weeks later, I'm like, hey, I'm DJ Dundee, I'm your instructor. <laughs> um, so yeah, so from there I had to write a curriculum and for me, that was a little challenging because I'm an artist, you know, I do what I do. I just know what I do. I've been doing it for years. I never thought about breaking it down step by step to teach kids how to do something or how to approach it. So, so when you did that, when you started envisioning your curriculum, what did you think? How would you boil down? This is what I want these kids to take away from my class at the end of the year. This is what I want them to know. This is what I want them to have learned. Um, I came in with things that I want to teach them, you know, but I had to like, I let it happen more organically, you know. Um, I think when it comes to this stuff, and I, I learned from being a dad, you know, it's like, you gotta come to their level as well, so I had to learn what they wanted. Mm -hmm. So I had this whole curriculum figured out, I was like, yo, we're gonna do this. You know, I started like, yo, back in the day, you know, this is the MPC drum machine, this is the ASR-10, and these guys are looking at me like, oh my <laughs> God, dude, come on, you're like, this is, you're killing me, you know. And um, so I broke out the iPad and started thumping around in beats and stuff like that, you know. So from there, and then I started listening to, like, you know, they like Drake and Lil Wayne and things like that, you know. So I started listening to that stuff and, I, you know, I started speaking their language and it's, it kind of, it just, it's, it kind of evolves as, as we go. We have our guidelines, but we learn it from each other, so. And so, and it sounds like you're getting into this a little bit, the, your perspective on how technology changes the way that kids learn. Like you said, when you were in school, you learned on a trombone. These kids are learning on an iPad. So how does that affect the way kids learn, in your opinion? I think it's, I think it's really effective. Um, you know, I was really shocked, you know, because I have little kids, so I wasn't, paying, wasn't really paying attention to what's going on in high school because, uh, you know, high school is a lot of, they, they cut a lot of, like, music classes. Like, they don't have trombones and violins and flutes and baritones and tennis sax and stuff like that laying around, they don't. So I was surprised that some of my kids never played an instrument before. So um, I think it's effective in the sense that it give, it's tangible for anybody, you know? Um, these kids, they have, uh, you know, they got a drum kit right here. They got pianos, they got synthesizers, they have everything that you can have in a professional studio. And I was really shocked that you know, just from their ears, from listening to stuff on the radio, these guys are pretty proficient at making their own tracks and they feel very confident and esteemed about themselves that they can make something original. And have, you, have you, in your career, have you taken anything you learned from the class and incorporated that into what you do now when you're, when you're playing around? Um, I think, 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, one thing I would say is you know, definitely learn some new slang out there. <laughs> um, I remember, you know, yeah, yeah. My first few classes, because I'm from the gener generation where they say dope, but that's fresh, you know. So, you know, they, you know these guys play tracks, and, and I'm like, yo, that's dope. And all these guys, they just started laughing at me, you know. I'm like, what? You know, I felt like I was cooling a gang or something, you know. Um, they was like, no, it's wavy. So the word on the street, it's wavy and, uh, what is it, swag? Swag, swag. Okay. So, um, you know, so that, plus also it opened me up musically to tap into what's going on now, like the current stuff. Like, I'm, I was so underground, you know, I'm DJ Dundee. I play the dope new music, dubstep house, whatever, all this stuff. And now, you know, I listen to Hot 97. I try to tune into what, they, what they're into, so. They made you less of a snub. Sounds yeah, like exactly, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, so shout out to my crew over here. Um, well, speaking of your crew, should we uh, maybe ask yeah, them yeah. a few questions, get yeah. them involved? Come on up, though. You guys want to introduce yourselves real quick? Hello, everybody. My name is Luigi Montanaro. I'm 14 years old. I'm a rapper and I'm a beat maker in this. A.K.A. A.K.A. Mini Low is my name. My name is Josh. Um, AKA LJ Beats. I'm a producer and an engineer. Well, somewhat. My name is Matthew. I'm a rapper. <laughs> My name's Edwin and I'm a rapper slash producer. So yeah, these are these are some of my boys here. We also have females in the class. Um so fellas. Yo. Yo. Anyway, they just did a really good show at the New Yorican Poets Cafe. Um, each one of the students performed. I played their beats. Some of them rapped together. Uh, one really cool thing is they did a lot of collaborations. That was awesome. Um, at the beginning of the at the beginning of my session, a lot of the kids didn't really talk to each other. You know, it's like, yo, I'm over here doing my thing. I'm over here. You know, so once they're like. Oh, whoa, I like that beat. It's wavy, you know? And I'm like, yo, why don't you get on the track? You guys should work, you know, work together. So I turned the class into a studio, like a real live studio session. And studios and musicianship is all about collaborating and working together and energy and vibing, you know? Like, yo, if you don't like this person, you don't have to work with this person. You and this guy click, why don't you guys try to get on the track together? So anyway. Um, you guys want to say something? Can we, can we ask one of you guys maybe one yeah. of the ways that your perspective and understanding music has changed through working with Dundee? Um, at first, I never really used to listen to a, like different types of music. And ever since the beat making class, he inspired me to even pursue my music career even further and listen to other types of music besides hip hop and R&B. Like, for me, at first I thought like rap was the best thing. Hip hop was gangster. I loved it. But then, like, I started listening to, like, soulish type of, and R&B, and I started, I, like, I f definitely fell in love with it. I definitely try to make music on my own on that. For me, like, when I first got into his class, I just first sort of gotten into producing on my own thing on my, on my own house. So I didn't really know much about it. So he would, like, teach me some things, like adding effects, like, like reverb and delay and all that. Like, and it helped me understand better how to produce music and stuff, so... That had definitely helped me out. This um, program really helped me out to, you know, learn the whole basis of how the, the whole beat thing works. Because I would go home and I had my older brother working on the beat and I, would know, I, I wouldn't know how to do it. And then I go to this program and just know 
so much and I go home and I show my brother and he wouldn't know how to do it. <laughs> so it made me feel overpowered and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, sibling rivalry always helps. Uh... Um, real quick, I think MCY just came in the building. Uh, I just want to add that yeah. lastly, like we had uh, MCY come through. He's a really good MC. Um, so our beat making class, it turned into, because a lot of these guys are like, yo, I got the beats down, I need to get the rhymes down. I'm not like Jay-Z or nothing. So, you know, James, he brought in Y, and he started working with these guys to make raps and, and to put it all together. And then we actually started recording and uploading. So I, I think Y is in here somewhere. Shout out to MCY. Yo. Yeah. Yo, Y, what's up? All right. Huh? Okay, well, I think, uh, thank you, fellas. I think we're going to move on a little bit now. Thank All right, thanks um, for having us. And uh, thank you. Let's give it up. Next up, we're going to hear about the program that Taylor and Chesney do up at, uh, at the Lavelle School up in the Bronx. Can you guys just tell us a little about, bit about yourselves first to get started? Yeah, uh, I'm Taylor McFerrin. Uh, this is Chesney Snow. What's up? And... Um, we're, we're the main instructors, instructors of uh, beat rockers, and it was really, James touched on it earlier, it was really his experience going up to the school and, and seeing an opportunity um, to just bring something special to the school. Uh, you know, Dundee also touched on kind of how we met. We've been in New York doing our thing, you know, producing. I'm, I'm more of a live performer, um, and I, I met James because he booked me to to play at the South by Southwest Festival a few years ago. Maybe like four years, four or five years ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, and he reached out to me. He had, it was all his idea uh, for the program. He reached out to me, and it was one of those things in life where it, I kind of said yes before I had a chance to think about it. I, I might have been nervous to, to step into that role as a teacher if I really thought about it, because... I remember I used to watch those movies when I was a kid where, you know, there's a cool teacher that comes in and, like, the kids love them. Yeah, I always had some weird, you know, thing where I, I wanted to be that one day. But um, this kind of felt like the opportunity to, to share something that I, that I just do anyways. You know, why not share it? And it's just he really blew me away with his, with his pitch of, like, what the concept was. So, um, you know, we went up and we met the faculty, and I was so nervous. I remember I tried to dress real teacher-like, <laughs> you know, put my nice jacket on. Um, but really, I was very nervous, and, the, you know, the biggest surprise for me was just stepping into that classroom and the kids blowing me away with their energy off the first day, you know. I, I was really worried about having to come in and really try to be motivational and, um, you know, really break stuff down in a technical way, but a lot of the kids already beatbox. They knew all the songs on the radio. Um, they had ideas, you know. It wasn't really even on me to come up with ideas. I could come into class and be like, what do you guys want to do today? And, and that, that's how we start most of our days. Um, but a real turning point was, you know, initially it started as a beatboxing program. So the first few classes we were teaching kids how to make cakes and snares and hi-hats and some we came up with some exercises for that but um a real turning point was actually when i brought in my laptop you know i when i tour i loop up beats live uh on my mac and i have a fender Rhodes and some synths and that's my style it's like an improvised production um show so when i brought in my laptop um 
we turned a really important corner in the class because we started uh, sampling the kids, you know. I could be like, you got, what kind of beat do you want to make today? You know, hip hop beat. All right, so this, we'd take what we learned with the beatboxing, we'd give a kid the mic, he would do a beat, you know, then we would loop that up, give it to another kid, he'd add a little shaker sound. Um, and it opened up the class in a few ways, you know. Some of the kids uh, really were limited in the types of sounds they could make, you know, it was a wide range. Some kids were already amazing beatboxers and singers, and some kids kind of had like one or two sounds that were their, their comfort level of, you know, the sounds they just make in their life. And once we could sample them, I could put it in a beat where it just sounded like some cool sound in a beat. And every time we would then play that back to them on the speakers, you would just see them really light up because they're like, oh, that's me. And then I could, you know, add some effects on it. I could, I could chop and screw their voice so it's all low. And um, they just got a kick out of that. So the class kind of turned into a cypher class when it became more about kids looking forward to coming into the class because they knew they were going to make a track that day, you know, and they're excited to, to hear themselves and be able to share their ideas. And it, it just, it snowballed really where the ideas were just flowing. The kids were so creative. And um, so the class really turned into us kind of making a mixtape. Every day we'd try to record one song. And by the end of the semester, we'd have like 12, 15 songs that, and then we'd choose our favorite one, perform it for this, for the school at the end of the semester and it was something for them to look forward to. Um, and it, it's just been, it's been maybe the easiest <laughs> process because the kids' energy was so positive and they were just down with it. And um, I'll let Chesney Snow sp speak a bit on um, his, you know, we brought him in yeah. starting the second semester and he's really helped, you know, when I have an idea, he goes around to all the students right. and, and kind of motivates them to, to, to bring out the musicality. So I'll, I'll let Jesse speak on that. Yeah, it was, um, it was a pretty amazing uh, you know, experience for me, probably one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. Because I've been working in arts education for like 10 years you know, as a teaching artist. And I was doing this off-Broadway show when, when James came to, to talk to me, um, where I play a beatboxer, et cetera. And he asked me if I would be interested in, do, in doing a program like this. And I had never worked. Um, in a setting uh, like the Lavelle School. Um, and I would say that by saying that I've, I've never worked in a space where the energy was so high for creativity, you know? It, it, it wasn't a situation where we, like Taylor said, like we were going to teach X, Y, and Z, you know? It was really just allowing for the kids to explore their creative potential, you know, by creating any sound, anything that they could, you know, express. And then you marry that with technology and the possibilities that you can do on a MacBook, you know, and then you, 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 the possibilities are really limitless. So, you know, for me, it was, it's, you know, I, you know, I go, I get to develop these relationships. I think all of us develop these relationships with the students. The most, the most powerful thing that, that I've seen is, you know, is a student may come in on the first day and, and they may not want to do anything. You know, they may just want to sit in, um, in, in the space and just take in everything. For example, one of our most amazing students, Catherine, I remember her first day, you know, the first day, you know, she didn't make a lot, a, a lot of sounds, but then she became a superstar, you know, in the class. And I think that that goes to say that there's, there's, there's no... Um, there's nothing wrong. You can't do anything wrong in the class. And I think that that's a really powerful um, um, concept, you know, is that we, we can take 
anything that the kids want to express and turn that into beautiful music, you know? Um, yeah. I just want to elaborate on that. I think uh, what, what, what the program has really been able to do is really take the, the concept of a music program and kind of flip it on its head, where for the first time, we weren't teaching kids how to manipulate or use instruments or use anything. For the first time, the kids were the instruments right. in the class. And I think they really kind of understood that if they weren't going to participate and if they weren't going to be vocal, you weren't going to have any music. And you weren't going to be on that yeah. new track. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and, I, and I also, you know, the thing that I love, you know, I think it was really quick that it, you know, beat rockers became a family, you know. So we can, we can just say beat rockers and it'll, and it'll develop the energy of the cypher, you know. It, it, we really are a family inside of the classroom. And, and I think it, in terms of all the years that I've worked in arts education, this has without question been the most rewarding experience that I've ever had. Okay, well, to that point, and, and our time is short now, but I just, um, the, the thing that you both are experts on is how, is how this has made you feel and what you've learned. And I know you guys tour and play in all these really uh, different and varied and interesting contexts, and I'm just wondering how, in wh how and in which ways what you've learned from these kids has translated into your experience performing and, and creating your art. Well, living in New York City, um, everybody here is hustling themselves. You know, it's really rare in the city at a certain point that you meet somebody and it's not like talking about your show, passing a flyer, you know, trying to make yourself seem like you're doing something with yourself. And a lot of times, you know, people exaggerate really what, what's going on in their life because that's how you communicate with other artists in the city a lot. And, and at a certain point, it, you can really become jaded because you feel like you can't just connect with someone on just like, oh, I like this person. Let's talk. Let's talk about like... You know, remember, you know those feelings you got when you first got into music and you were first hearing stuff and it just made you feel amazing and when you're discovering new sounds. And um, it's really, uh, you know, recharged my kind of original intent with music where it's like it starts from a place that's a spiritual place that's just like a fun place and a place where you're not like, I got to do this because the industry is heading in this direction. I want to make sure I'm on top of this type of sound. You know, this is just like having a cypher. This is like how hip-hop started. You know, dudes, a beatboxer, and their friends outside, like, causing, you know, creating a vibe, you know, and just making music. And it's, it's really, um, it's inspirational every single day that we go there. Because the kids, they have that part of the music is like what they bring to the table every day. And I just also want to also shout out the, the people who actually, you know, come with the students to the class, the helpers, like they become a, a huge part of the class as well. And one of the things that, that I've learned is how they, you know, it's about the carings, like the empathy, you know, we were having a conversation for, you know, about is that one of the first exercises that I remember we did is where they would trade beats, you know, so be able to listen because part of being a musician is actually maybe even the largest part is being able to listen, you know. And so I, what, what I found is that the, 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 the caring that they have for, for each other, you know, reminded me of what art was all about, you know, um, and why I do it. Because I think, like Taylor said, you know, working as an artist in the society, you can become kind of jaded o o over the way that the 
the business side of it operates, you know? And so it's really refreshing to kind of be brought back to the core about why this is important, you know? And that as much as, as we're giving, you know, like we're receiving so much, like I, 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 there's never a day that I go into class and, and I don't leave feeling inspired, feeling like there's nothing that could mess up my day, you know? Because I was just blessed by the, the most beautiful, you know, people, you know, and it's just amazing. Well, I don't know about everyone else, but I could use a little inspiration myself. So yeah. right now we're going to hear from Taylor and Chesney's students right now. All right, so this particular song started with Revelino giving us this little loop right here. <laughs> and you know they wanted they kind of wanted a dancey song this time so add a little kick to it <laughs> We're gonna bring in Catherine. She's gonna take it out. Catherine, you remember your part? <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Get up. Get up. Get up on the dance floor. Get up on the dance floor. Get up on the dance floor. Get up on the dance So I just want to ask you guys a couple questions. Um, Revelino, how do yes. you, what do you feel yes. like uh, when you come to the Beat Rockers class? You know, what do you look forward to when you come to class? What, what I look forward is that I, I look forward to beatbox and, and, and find a new song and to remember it from my heart. Because <laughs> I hear it all the time. That's true. They always come back to class and they, they're already singing the song from the last week, even though they haven't been there for a week. Yep. And that's always really impressive. And I'm excited. <laughs> no. Uh, Joanna, how do you feel like the Beat Rockers has been important for you? Um, it's very important because um, since, since I came in there, I am enjoying it and it's very, 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 very important thing to do. Even though if I am in a workplace and they say B Rockers is on, I'ma tell my supervisor and come to B Rockers because that is very, very, very important so that when I graduate, 
I will be get more um, experience to be a musician. Yeah. I like. Yeah. So, Catherine, do you want to say anything about what you like to do in the class or, or music? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Give us a beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best beatboxer we have. Amazing. We're going to bring our guests back on stage now and open it up for audience Q&A. So we're going to bring all of our guests back up. So just raise your hand. We'll bring a microphone over to you and we'll open it up for questions. I got one right here in the middle for you. Do you plan on doing a compilation or a recording of the music that you're producing with the school that, that's available as a fundraiser for your project? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, the music that we make is so incredible. It's a testament to these guys, obviously a testament to the students. Um, and yeah, we're actually planning our first big fundraiser on June 20th um, at, at a club in uh, Times Square called Arena. Um, and we're going to have uh, all three programs being represented, uh, and the kids will do something similar. We're going to do a little show for, to represent each program, and um, we'll definitely... And we're, out, we're actually um, revamping our entire website, thanks to this incredible company in New York called Barrel, and uh, we're going to launch um, at the same time, and uh, once that's up, then all the music will be available, and uh, yeah, uh, everybody will be able to download it, and hopefully you can have it in your iPod. Uh, fourth row, middle. I, I just want to say um, that it, it's, it's, a, it's a good test. It's a great testament to having a forum for these kids where they're allowed to make mistakes. And I know, you know, I'm kind of a hack musician myself, and sometimes, you know, the wrong note or the wrong thing sounds so right. And uh, it, it's just an awesome thing to see, you know, because you know, we're in a culture where success is rewarded and, and, and you know, mistakes are just vilified completely. So thank, thanks for all the work you've been doing on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the, one of the best things one of my arts teacher ever said is that, you know, success is basically made up of failures, you know, because you just keep trying and trying and trying and trying, you know, to reach success. And I think... Um, there's no failing in the class, you know, which is, again, like what we said. And I think that's been one of the core principles that have really helped us is that we can take anything, you know, that we create and make it beautiful. Thank you. Hi, I just wanted to say what an incredible program and how inspiring it is. And, and I wanted to ask the question, what can we do um, to help support this so that it continues to grow? Definitely come to the fun worries. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a checkbook. <laughs> no, really, I mean, um, we need your help to keep these programs going. I mean, I'll be honest, um, as the person who's kind of running all this, of course, we have incredible instructors, but without your help, we can't, we can't do this. Uh, we don't charge the school anything. Uh, we uh, raise the money ourselves. Uh, so fundraisers like the one on June 20th become so much more important. And it's really an, uh, an opportunity for the rest of the world to kind of know about us. Um, and obviously the support that the community can give will just enable us to continue to do the work that we do. Hi, as a parent, I would like to say that 
I didn't take the program seriously because I play an instrument and I was like, you're gonna be playing music on the iPad? And I gotta say that I've never seen my son with such passion and such dedication until he joined this program. Uh, I have so much respect for you guys as musicians, as educators, and so much respect for my son. When I hear his lyrics, they move me. And I know that he's making music and in the long run, he's doing exactly what I want him to do, and he's doing it because he wants to do it. Wow. Thank you. Another one all the way over here against the wall. Hey, James. Hey. Um, so I know that you guys have expanded from one program to now three programs. Is there? Uh, is there any idea of the scalability of the programs that you have now so that you can actually introduce it to other schools and other programs around the city and maybe elsewhere so that uh, other people can start teaching it? Uh, absolutely, and it kind of goes back to what we're talking about in terms of building a curriculum that really makes sense, building a curriculum that let's say a beatboxer or a producer can pick up and actually translate to whatever community center or school. Um, so yeah, you know, I feel like instead of having to grow so quickly, I think we're really trying to focus and making sure that we grow correctly and that we grow organically and that it feels right. So um, we're clearly open um, and we obviously want to spread the message in terms of what we're doing, um, but we're not going to sort of force it to happen. Uh, I feel like, you know, the more that we do the, the work, the better that we can actually teach p other potential teachers. Um, and we are developing a new program, which we hope to pilot, called Beat Speakers, which is a beatboxing program, but we want to sort of move away from, not necessarily, we're always going to continue to do the Beat Rocker program, but maybe there's other kids that want to learn how to beatbox. So that's something that's sort of in the works now as well. Um, Mahat, I think I speak for everybody, every kid who participates in this program. I just want to say thank you because Talking about success, not only have y'all brought us closer to success, y'all brought us closer to our dreams, to the music, to each other. And speaking for everybody here, I just want to say thank y'all for making this possible. Y'all really brought us, like, made us motivated and dedicated to what we love to do. Thank you. All the way over here. Uh, I would just like to thank all of you for coming to Lavelle School for the Blind. When Taylor said he put on his teacher clothes, the men and, and uh, the women who've come to help are natural teachers. I mean, you didn't, need, you didn't need a master's degree, you just needed a heart. And you came to us with a heart and talent and skills, and you made a huge difference. I mean, you mentioned today at our school, kids were up dancing, kids were singing, kids were tambourines and shakers and all that, so you brought a really wonderful spirit to the school. So I thank you very, very much. We have time for two more questions. Two more. Hello. I understand that all you guys are also maintaining your professional life, and I wanted to know more about how you guys manage this, because I know a lot of creative people that would love to open up their hearts and skills to a lot of needs in the city, and you know, what, would, what do you have to say to those people seeking to do the same as you? Um, well, man, you know, managing it is... Um it's not easy, you know, I was, I'll be honest with that. Um, but I would say you just have to stick to a schedule. Um, 
I think I'm the only dad up here. <laughs> but um, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm a dad. Like I said, I'm a dad. I DJ. I have two other businesses. I write music and I teach. But um, everything is on a schedule. And, and I would also say, if you know, it's good to have a good team. You know, as you as you grow, you you know, I have a DJ. You know, you have a manager. Like I have a manager for some parts of my career. Um, me and James work together, but it's, he's almost like a manager. Like he does a lot of the administrative things, and he ke- he keeps us all on the schedule. Um, so definitely. Um, Gmail calendar <laughs> and uh, Google calendar and your phone and just, you know, just definitely stick into a routine and the schedule helps out. Yeah, I think a big part of it is every semester we've been expanding the team. Uh, this past semester I was away on tour for about half the classes, but since it was our fourth semester, we, you know, brought Beat Smith in, Chesney, uh, Adam Motto was one of the teachers in the first semester, and um, con- Spacecraft, um, Akil Desan. You know, we, we've expanded so that if I need to leave, you know, we got other, you know, really talented musicians that can come in. And even if they don't do the same stuff that I do, they bring their individual talent and it's something that the kids really enjoy. So I think especially as we expand beyond these programs and these schools, we're always kind of just, you have to have the right teachers and the people that just want to come in and do it and, and they don't feel like it's, uh, a job. I never go in there and feel like it's a job. You know, the only thing that I don't want to do is wake up early some days. <laughs> but besides that, you know, every time I'm there, I always love it. So you kind of just have to find those people, and that's that's been a process that we all share. And you know, James will ask me like, who do you think could be a part of this? And you know, there's always people you meet out in in the world that we've brought in. Um, I guess um, you know I. If, if there was advice that I'd give, I, I would just say, you know, for artists that um, understanding that there's an intense need out there for it, that's one of the reasons why I love the name, Bridging Education and Art Together, is because you can go to virtually any community and find an intense need for arts, um, understanding the functionality of arts within that community. Um, you know, for for me, you know, I've, I guess I've been doing it for so long, you know, I, I try to find... Um, organizations that can be flexible with the with the schedule i mean that you guys i mean beat has been extraordinarily flexible for all of us to be able to understand the demands of our professional artistic lives you know um so but um i've just i've always wanted to be committed to it because um you know it was it was an arts teacher who you know opened the door for me you know if 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 i hadn't have been given a, a shakespeare play i you know, I don't know where I would I would be right now. You know, so I I feel that there's a that all artists you know have a responsibility actually to to keep the craft moving forward, and so this is part of um, the core of our existence. Like, for how many years this this beat rock has been running for? For how, for how long? It started at the end of 2010, in the fall of 2010, okay. and. We've been going ever since this. So this is our fourth semester. So, uh-huh. so um, you know, this is that's it. Two years, really. This is our second, you know, year. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are rocking it strong. Yeah, we hope you come back in the fall for the for the third year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'd really like to thank you all for coming out. I know it's Friday in New York City. There's a lot going on. And for being here, we're very, very appreciative. 
And uh, we just want to say thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you.